is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back live statewide, hour number two on a Tuesday broadcast. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. We were looking at that question I said at the end of last hour. If Detroit was nine and seven going into the last game and Green Bay was eight and eight and Green Bay beat them and the Lions and Green Bay were tied at nine and eight and that would determine a playoff spot. According to our calculations on the common opponent's third tiebreaker, the Lions would win that. I think we would have heard that by now, that, hey, Green Bay's lurking. We haven't heard that. So what you need, because you don't want want the Lions to have to go into Lambeau and win that in January. No. So you need the Commanders to lose two games. They're at San Francisco. They still have Cleveland... And the Cowboys, there's two losable games there. I mean, you need that. You get Seattle at Kansas City. They have to lose that game for the Lions to have a shot at the playoffs, in my mind. And I'm even looking ahead now to the Lions not having to win at Lambeau. That being 9-7, and if it happened this way, they literally... Well, they might be able to improve their playoff positioning, but they may be in a scenario where they don't have to, they can rest guys, seriously. If they're 9-7 and seven going into that finale. Yes, Seattle has, at Kansas City, Jets had a home in the Rams. And you need them to lose to, because they have the tiebreaker against the Lions. Is it not awesome to be talking about playoff scenarios connected to the Lions? I don't feel like it's real. Let's go to Joe in Muskegon listening on Michigan's West Coast on 96 won the game out of Grand Rapids. You're on the Huge Show. Well, thank you, Huge. I just want to say that if uh, Tom wanted to leave Michigan State, it would be not a very good idea because it's like when a player leaves, uh, goes up into the next bracket, into the next bracket, they have to get adjusted. He would have to be a big adjustment to be coming into the Professional Basketball Association. I don't think he has that attitude to do it, but he is a good coach. He has a lot of good players. He has done well in his business. But to move up, I don't know if he would be able to handle it. There's other coaches that had tried to do it, and did they succeed or did they fail more? 
Oh, they most of them, um, most of them failed, Joe. And thanks for the call in Muskegon listening on Michigan's West Coast on 96.1 The Game, our flagship station out of Grand Rapids. Yeah, Tim Floyd, who left Iowa State, went to the Bulls. He was more of a screamer. Beeline, the players turned on him, which is surprising because John's soul to the earth. Izzo's had those chances, was close to taking the Atlanta Hawks job. Remember the flirtation with Cleveland? I'm not saying he's leaving, and our Bud Light huge question of the day is based on Matt Ishbia, a former player of his, a good friend, and now the biggest booster of Michigan State Athletics. Would Izzo ever leave and coach with him now that he is reportedly going to pay nearly $4 billion for the Phoenix Suns? It's our Bud Light huge question of the day. You can answer it, 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. At Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21,000. All of our social network interactions presented by the Denver Nuggets G League team, Grand Rapids Gold. They now play their home basketball games inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. For a schedule of the games, go to Ticketmaster.com and also follow the Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tim Stout from Stout on Sports will join us coming up in about 20 minutes from Lansing. and we'll get his thoughts on Matt Ishbia buying the Suns, Izzo's short and long-term plans, Bill Hobson from Michigan Golf Live, one of our PGA and LPGA Tour insiders. Masters is going to let the eligible live golfers play in Augusta in April, and rightfully so. If it's not a PGA Tour-owned event, those golfers have every right, if qualified, to play. i tell you, man, the, the media and, and where we're at here in the last, what, six, eight years in America, where they can just go after you and they can make up stuff that because, oh, you're a golfer and you took the money, for the live tour, you support Kellings. You support a regime that doesn't care. Really? Ah, but forget the American military installations, or while all of you are trading with your local broker and making cash during the holidays off companies that have Saudi Arabian interest. Oh no, that's okay. You enjoy your ham. You enjoy your yams. You enjoy your cranberries, which, by the way, I hate cranberries at the holidays. Who eats them? Maybe people that got off the Mayflower? How'd that stick around that long? And a yam? Are you kidding me? What's a yam? I think yams got popular because they rhyme with ham. What do you want? I don't know. I'll go with ham and yam. <laughs> uh, I think John Conlon is standing by. One of our soccer insiders, head soccer coach at Byron Center High School for the Girls, just south Grand Rapids, one of the top club coaches in America. He is standing by in the Meyer guest line. And wow. Uh, what a final on Sunday. I watched it on DVR because I came back from Texas with Ferris State football after their D2 National Championship win, and that was epic. That was I, I, I'm seeing now that the streaming and viewers and everything combined 
the most watched World Cup game, I think, in history. Yeah, I mean, probably the best game I think I've ever seen, especially, you know, to the side of World Cup. I mean, it was back and forth. It was wide open. It was, you know, the stars were stars. It was everything you could ask for, a shootout to end it. I mean, it was it's a final that people will talk about for a long time, for sure. Even with all the other political issues that were going on there, I mean, I think hopefully that will be forgotten and everyone will just remember that it was a great, great soccer match, which it was. Well, I think a lot of people can take the politics out of it. I guess a Argentinian woman flashed her breast, which is against Qatar law. Uh, so whatever. Uh, if you're going to, you know, the media is going to harp on those stories, move on. I mean, Messi, uh, the, uh, I think it's Andres Cantor, an Argentinian, uh, with his call, of his homeland winning it still gives me goosebumps. I didn't understand a damn word he's saying, but you could feel it. You could hear it. Uh, you know, you could just uh, what it meant uh, to somebody from Argentina, uh, the passion they have for that sport. I know we have it on some levels in America, people who grew, grew up with the sport like yourself, Johnny, or uh, others. But, man, it, it's a different animal uh, when you get to other countries when it comes to the World Cup. It really is. Yeah, it's really hard to explain. I mean, there's uh, there's not a game like it that symbolizes the different, you know, styles of play that the countries bring to the table and, you know, signifies their their uh, their background, if you will, like the Germans being really stoic and, you know, being like a, a machine and the Brazilians being free-flowing and the Argentinians are always kind of like the, uh, you know, the bridesmaid, if you will, to Brazil but now you you know Argentina's back in the forefront, and uh, I think that's the way it should be. I mean, because I think definitely the last thirty years you can't argue that. I mean, Messi's the best player the last thirty years, and maybe of all time. And so, you know, how else could you go out other than win a World Cup in your last showing? I mean, I think that's it's pretty amazing. Well, when you talk about the top three players or four players, if you go Maradona, Pele. Messi and, you know, Ronaldo might get into that conversation to a point. It might be limited to my first three names, but you get what two guys from Argentina, a guy from Brazil, and a guy from Portugal. Yeah. I don't, you know, Ronaldo really, I think in a lot of ways, kind of hurt himself in this World Cup and also this last year. And um, I'm glad people are not focused on that because I do think in some ways he tarnished uh, an end of his career. But, for Messi, I think, you know, the the dude has kind of done everything right his whole career, and he's been a good teammate and a good person from what I've read. And he went out exactly the way that a champion should go out. And honestly, now I look back at it, I'm so angry with myself for not, like, picking Argentina to win it. It was just meant to be. Like, it was in the soccer gods. Like, you could just feel it as the tournament went on. I mean, they come out and lose their first game and then come back and, win the whole thing, you know, with Messi and, you know, making like his 20th PK of the tournament or however many it was. And uh, it just, it was a perfect ending to one of the greatest players in history. Hey Amen. And then Ronaldo fell victim to the curse of my wife has a Netflix documentary. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's right up there with like the Madden uh, cover. It is. Oh uh, yeah. I, I'll tell you, man, I've always said it uh, since I was introduced to soccer. 
through my children that I've always watched Messi and said, man, it's up there like watching Michael. It's in his prime. It's uh, watching Tiger Woods in his prime. He's just larger than life. He shows up in big moments. And uh, gosh, you know, what's left for him to do? I, you know, I, I assume that will be his last World Cup match, correct? I mean, if I were advising him, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's not. He hasn't called me yet. So no, he doesn't. He, um, he hasn't called me. Yeah. Yeah. Know. So I think he's still got some time left in his career. But you can't do any better than that. Like you just, there's no other way. Even mm. if you want another World Cup, it's not going to mean the same as this one. It's just, it just isn't. Yeah. Like in between, so I, between the streaming, between everything now connected to the worldwide TV coverage. Uh, most watched World Cup game of all time. The only American comparison to what we're seeing, you know, the two-day celebration that's going on in Argentina, Johnny, would be when the U.S. beat the Russians in Lake Placid and that patriotic flag-waving feel that our country had for a long time after that. Yeah, and, and you know, I obviously was pretty young when that happened, and I don't remember it, but that is arguably one of the most talked about you know, American events in terms of sports, but it, it's hard to explain to people what soccer means to these countries because, you know, the U S is a top dog when it comes to a lot of things financially and, you know, militaristically and everything, but we are not the top dog when it comes to soccer. And I will tell you, there's a pride throughout the world that the U S is not the top dog. And there's a pride that, a, you know, a country like Argentina or, you know, a country like uh, Morocco or a country of 4 million like Croatia can be a top four team in the world. I mean, you know, Croatia has 4 million people. Just process that for a minute. That's, you know, a half the size of Michigan, less than half the size of Michigan. And they're one of the top four countries in the world that right now with soccer. Um, I don't know if you saw Di Maria for Argentina. He was crying on the bench. Um, but this is just one story. He, uh, when he was a kid, his parents couldn't afford anything. So he actually rode his bike like 45 minutes both ways to get to soccer practice. He did, his parents didn't have a car. They just had an old bike. And, and you know, here's this guy now making millions and winning the World Cup and probably, probably paying for his village back in Argentina to, you know, all upgrade their houses because I'm sure he's getting a huge payday too. Uh, but those are the stories you get with the World Cup. It's just it's it's a different beast, and I, I honestly kind of feel sorry for people who don't get soccer because there's nothing like it. There's there's there, no other sport can replicate it. It, it is the world sport. Oh, I Johnny, I, I loved your Facebook post right after the final. I saw it Sunday night, I think, when I got back late Sunday afternoon, and you're like. If if you if you didn't like that final, then defriend me now on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, honestly, if you grow up uh, a soccer player in this country, trust me, you've heard it from plenty of football players. Now these are the same football players that that couldn't catch me if I were running a mile. But you know, it's I love football too. But soccer's always taken a beating in this country, and I understand why. I, I totally get it. But there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it, and there's nothing like the World Cup. And I think that game won over a lot of American viewers, hopefully. Yeah, leading into North America, Canada, U.S., and uh, Mexico hosting. But really, the venues are dominated in big American cities uh, four years from now. 
the final thought here, and you've said it all along, you know, in 12 years of being one of my soccer insiders here on in the huge show across Michigan, that until we build those free academies, and that yep. would be U.S. soccer for boys and girls in all cities in America, there would be these uh, hundreds of free soccer academies where these kids would go, wouldn't have to pay for anything, not just elite club, where it comes down to parents with money and time uh, to do it. And we do what uh, the other cities have done in the world, other countries, and you build these soccer academies. And for some reason, uh, the U.S. seems hell-bent that uh, they can just have club players and college players, and they can be one of the best in the world. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's so much to it, but I, I think it does come down to other countries are doing it better because they're putting an emphasis on it. And the reason they put an emphasis on it is they have professional leagues that can sustain the academies below them. And we just don't have that yet. And so that's the next step for us. Um, I think it's coming. We're starting to see it in the U S but I I think you laughed when I told you it was going to be 40 years, uh, 12 years ago. I, I, I still, it could be more than 28 years. I, we're not going to win the next World Cup. I'm sorry to break everyone's heart. We're not. Uh, you know, Croatia is a one-off or, you know, a two-year off, if you will. Like, I have a hard time believing they're going to stay at the top of the world. Um, it, 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 the teams that have that stay at the top of the world have the best pro leagues. And so we're just not there. And, you know, hopefully in my lifetime I'll see us make a semifinal. That would be that'd be a great thing. But long way to go. Until we build – until we take advantage of developing uh, the inner cities, uh, developing the lower income areas uh, with the sport of soccer, we'll never we'll never reach that uh, top shelf, world class level. And I, I am stunned that U.S. soccer, in partnership with MLS, they have not done that. I know they have their MLS next, and but that still is uh, catered to parents with money who are paying for kids. And I know some clubs have you know, tuition assistance to help out underprivileged uh, children, but uh, they need to do this. You know, could you imagine a soccer academy in downtown Detroit, a soccer academy in downtown Grand Rapids, soccer academy uh, in Lansing? Let's say you did three or four in the state. Maybe it's, uh, you know, uh, Flint, Saginaw area. You did four of them in each state. You had 200 academies in America, yeah, some kids are going to make the national team. Other kids are going to go pro, and other kids are going to really fuel uh, D1 college programs, men and women across the country. Yeah, well, it's it would put us over the top for sure. The problem is it takes money out of people's pockets. And uh, while that's exactly what I want, those people that are making money hand over fist in the soccer world right now, they don't want to let go, you know, let go of their golden goose and their golden goose is club soccer and, you know, everything that comes with that. So <laughs> it's going to be a tough model to change. I mean, honestly, you just have to have a professional league that, you know, overwhelms everybody with their popularity. And we don't have that yet. Um, I do think the MLS is, is getting closer and closer. And I don't blame the MLS. I know, I know you've kind of been hard on them. They were just trying to survive. I mean, like, you know, trying to get market share, if you will. And and now they're starting to get it. Now is the time where they need to start branching out and doing some of those things you were just talking about, building the free academies. I think that's the next step. You know, I think it's pretty cool is that John is in the club world, but understands uh, 
what's necessary if we want to be a world power because we can go about our business and the kids are having fun playing club and they're moving on to D3 and D2 and D1 and NAI schools or uh, they're having great high school careers. So it's not like the club experience uh, is a total negative. But if you want to be a world power, uh, U.S. soccer has to up their game uh, here in America. Now, that's not an indictment of any club or what they do because my kids play club and have played clubs, so I'm not going to be a hypocrite. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's I'm not bashing everything that has to do with club sports because ultimately I think club sports provide an avenue for kids to develop character in different situations. And But, listen, all club sports, basketball, football, whatever it is, they're money-making operations. We've had this discussion. And anyone who tells you differently is probably the person making the money. So, you know, people should question, and people should question why things are so expensive, why it costs $15 to go to an AAU basketball tournament for third graders. Yes, people, you should question that, and you should be vocal and question that, because sooner or later we're not going to be the world power in basketball anymore either. Uh, It's just a matter of time. And, you know, we need to change that model if we want to be great in soccer, and we need to change that model if we want to be great in basketball again, because right now – we're pricing kids out, and we can't do that. John Conlon, he's one of our soccer insiders, a great club coach uh, across Michigan, one of the best in the country, and also uh, he's taken over uh, the girls' program uh, for his wife at Byron Center High School, and they have a great soccer complex just south of GR, a growing school district. Johnny, I appreciated uh, all of your insight during the World Cup, and we'll talk uh, next summer. We have the ladies, right? Yeah, hey, and huge once again. I, I got to give you props. Thanks for being. You were the first, in my opinion, the first guy on the scene to really jump all over soccer and support soccer um, on the radio that I've heard. And now, obviously, it's kind of becoming popular to do that. But you were doing it 15, 16 years ago when it wasn't, and it's on its way. I mean, we're we're getting there, and it was a great World Cup too. And it was a wonderful conversation with you, and I got a lot of great feedback from what you and. Uh, Joey Baroni brought to the table. Johnny, uh, enjoy Christmas. We'll talk soccer soon. All right, sounds good. Thanks. Yeah, John Conlon, I love him. He just honest, knows the sport. Heck of a coach, too. And a great analyst. I think he could, you know, sit on a network table, you know, booth, uh, color commentary, you know, halftime analysis at any level. He's fantastic. Him and Baroni. Every time I talk to Joey... I'm thinking about back in the day when his dad opened up the pizza parlor in Fremont and there wasn't even high school soccer, there was club soccer. In Fremont, Michigan, they had just come from Italy as a family. Chase the American dream. From Fremont, his dad worked hard every day. The kids had to work inside the family pizza parlor. And Joey went to Calvin, then Calvin College, and all four of his sons played D1 soccer at Michigan State. Dominic, Mark, Giuseppe, and Hunter. And there's not a damn Michigan fan in the family. And I have to sit there and hear green and white this, green and white that. But because the food is so good and the friendship is so strong, I'll check everything at the door. Up next, Tim Stout, speaking of Green and White, we'll get his thoughts on Matt Ishbia buying the Suns, the connection to Izzo and more. Stout on sports from Lansing next. From St. Joseph to Midland, this show is huge. 
Hey, Michigan, let's go big. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro wide receiver, and I'm talking real big-time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app, Eagle Casino and Sports. Sign up now and get up to $1,500. That's right. We'll match your first two deposits for up to $1,500 plus 100 free spins. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan. Made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Huge here for all the Mr. Car Wash locations across Michigan. You're going to want to look into that unlimited monthly pass that I use. Superfly Hayes, my producer, uses it. I can get my SUV washed as often as I like for one low price. You can sign up today. Just go to MrCarWash.com or stop by your local Mr. Car Wash location here in Michigan for the one close to you. And to get that unlimited pass, go to MrCarWash.com. The 57th Annual GLI is back in tournament form and ready to rock an Andal Arena in Grand Rapids. Featuring the Michigan State Spartans. Goal for Michigan State. The Ferris State Bulldogs. The Bulldogs bumps at the number two ranked team. Western Michigan Broncos. And the Michigan Tech Huskies. The Huskies are going crazy. The Great Lakes Invitational. And Andal Arena in Grand Rapids, December 27th and 28th. College hockey at its best. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan. Available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com, at MHSAA on Twitter, and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive, boys and girls, high school sports, MHSAA.tv. That's MHSAA.tv. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. As we broadcast from the Auto Value Bumper to Bumper Parts Store Studio. In a moment, Tim Stout from the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. They carry the huge show, tape delayed weeknights at 6 p.m. In the Lansing area, he'll join us. Bill Hobson, our PGA and LPGA Tour Insider on Live Golf. Eligible golfers can play at Augusta in the Masters in April 2023. And what about Tiger? I watched him and his son. That I'll tell you that, you know, whether it's Annika Sornstam, who I played with in the Dow Gray Lakes Bay Invitational Pro-Am at Midland Country Club last July. She's with her son, Tiger with his son, Justin Thomas with his dad. I love, I love those type of tournaments. Like when Brady and Rogers or Manning hook up with pro golfers. They need to do more of that. They really do. Uh, it is good television, if not great TV. 
I'm not worried about who's going to shoot 31 under or they're going to win a $10 million FedEx paycheck. I think watching an 11-year-old son of Annika Sornstam have to hit a pressure putt is pretty darn good TV. And I think when you see those guys pop in like Charlie did a few years ago with Tiger, his son, when they're 11 or 12, they don't feel the pressure. All of a sudden, they're 13, 14. Your mind has grown. It takes more in. I, I, you watch the pressure, which is the biggest part of golf at any level. I got to hit this shot. You're playing with your buddies. It could be 10 bucks a side. I got I to gotta make this putt. I got to put this shot close. And when you don't get it, sure, a 13-year-old helicopter in his club into the water saying, I'm never playing this bleepity bleep game again. Telling his buddies, yeah, good luck collecting from me and storming off and getting in his truck and driving to do his radio show. I'm not saying that's me, but that could happen. <laughs> Let's go to Tim Stout from Stout on Sports. Heard weekday mornings at 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. He loves the game of golf as well. How you doing, Timmy? I watched a great deal of that. I'm with you, and I like it when they all make birdies because to me there's a separate pressure in golf of having to make birdies as to those who like to see the pros struggle. If you want to see them struggle, good for you. I like to see them have to think if we're going to do anything, whether it's single or team-wise, you have to make birdie on this hole. Plus, I love a two-man scramble. I wish Bill... Before I die, somehow the Ryder Cup or President's Cups get rid of that stupid alternate shot and put a two-man scramble in there, which the whole world plays and understands and is full of strategy. And in my opinion, it's great for the parent-child thing that they do in December in Orlando. Yeah, and, or I, whatever that's worth. and I wish they would tie in more athletes. I know they do uh, the tournament uh, with Charles Barkley. You see Mahomes and Travis Kelsey up in Lake Tahoe, I think the American Century uh, Classic uh, in July, and they – Mix in some of the pros with them. I just, I like when golf is different. I really do. I, I get the purist out there. It's like, you know, the, this is the game and how we do it. But I agree with you. The alternate shot is ridiculous. And, you know, I'd like to see two person teams and you see some team yep. standings and all of a sudden it's Tiger Woods and uh, Justin Thomas together. Oh, man, they're taking on and you, you, you play 18 holes and there's 72 holes at a tournament and you see if your team can go 4-0, and 3-1, and 2-2 two and two and you have standing, standings and that's your FedEx Cup championship at the end of the year. Yeah, well, I mean, in the Ryder Cup in, at Oakland Hills, in my opinion, if Woods and Mickelson were paired up playing a scramble, they could have recovered from, you know, because that's the fun part of the whole thing. Plus, to me, there's a lot more you know, strategy into it. But, you know, I didn't watch all, but I watched a lot of it over the two days. The one in their bill that impressed me the most, I mean, you know, look, everybody loves Charlie, but he was injured and it showed. The guy that impressed me the most of that, besides Annika's kid, was Lee Trevino. To be able to play and walk around and do what he's doing in the middle 80s to me should be an inspiration for anyone in that age group that if you are committed to good health and a good outlook on life and you enjoy life or whatever, which he clearly does, I was amazed at how good he, how well he played. And like Justin Thomas said, that course was not set up 
you know, to make it, you know, that if you, I've played there, that's a very nice resort course and all that. And Justin Thomas said, look, they're not setting this up to make this a brutally different. They want everybody to have a good time, which I think is really smart to do. Cause you know what? Somebody's still going to win. You still got to get it in the hole and the pressure to make those putts and all that to me is just as big when you're going for birdie than it is to avoid a double bogey. But I think like you say, it's different. And like you say, it's great for television. I think. Yeah, it's wonderful. You just said that. I watched the replay uh, Sunday night and watched uh, the entire replay. Uh, let's move on and talk about Ishbia buying the Suns. First thing people started talking about, well, hey, you know, he played for Izzo. He's good friends. We threw out our Bud Light huge question of the day. Do you think Tom Izzo would ever coach for Ishbia once he takes over the Suns? How would you answer that, Timmy? Well, it came up today, and it's going to come up. Those two are very, very close. They're, I mean, they're very close. And even even if Tom doesn't want a coach beyond his current years, he could do what, in my opinion, what Danny Ainge is doing in Boston and be the president of the team. I think Tom has always had a modest soft spot for the NBA because I think he thinks that, you know, that that is another level. It's the greatest players in the world, so on and so forth. But his ties to Michigan State and the setup he's got here has always kept him here. Well, now he's in his upper 60s. I can't speak for him. But in my opinion, down the road, and I'm talking about short down the road, if he was ever going to warm up to something, it clearly would be with Ishby. It would get him out of this area into warm weather so he wouldn't be looking over the shoulder at Michigan State. I think that was always a hindrance around the Pistons when his name came up there just because he'd still be in State's backyard. You know, Judd got out of here. Duffy Doherty got out of here. They didn't want to be involved but once they got out of here. I mean, again, I can't speak for Tom, nor can I speak for Ishby. But those two are so close in so many different ways. If Tom was ever going to trust somebody to fill out the rest of his career in some capacity, my sense is Ishbia would ask him, what do you want to do? I'm, I'm not necessarily sure that he clearly want to coach, but he could be like Brad Stevens leaving Butler for the Celtics. I'll coach for a while, and then I'll go into the front office or run the thing or whatever it is. And Look, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but to your point – that is naturally going to come up. It is going to come up when Ishbia takes over in Phoenix. Uh, and, and he has such a relationship with a Hall of Fame college coach. What is a natural reaction moving forward? And I think that'll be a very interesting uh, you know, story to watch play out one way or the other. Tom's made it very clear he wants to win a second national title. But all those coaches do, Bill. They all want, and it ain't easy to do. As everybody knows, it, it, the Big Ten hasn't had a national champion since 2000 when State won it. So if you took the entire Big Ten conference, all of whom concentrate on winning a basketball, none of them have won it since 2000. So it's not like I'll stay here till I get it. I mean, he can think that way, Tom can, but you never know. And, I mean, if Ishbia comes to him with something that is a godfather, it's too good to pass up. To me, it would be something Tom would have to think about in some kind of a big-time capacity. And the other thing is, that franchise is not a downer. You know, it's not like the Pistons, which is at the bottom of the barrel. That's a good team, and they got good young players, blah, blah, blah. Again, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth, but it's a natural thought, which I first thought of the moment I saw this story break this morning. So, Diane, I wasn't thinking so much about coaching, and I agree with you that if he would – because the grind of coaching and, you know, you watch the mutiny, you've seen 
uh, with Beeline and Cleveland that I think Izzo is president. You know the owner's never going to get rid of you. Never. He, you will no. be safe. You'll have, a, as long as you want to be there, uh, you will have lifetime protection with Ishbia as owner of the Suns. And I think, as I said in my opening huge opinion today, Tim, that I had heard Ishbia was looking at the Pistons, but at the end of the day, as a smart businessman, a $4 billion investment, you're going to make that in a quality, top-shelf NBA Phoenix franchise before the Pistons. And I think Tom would look at it because if you're going to leave, if you're Tom, and I'm not putting words in his mouth either, he hasn't told me anything, you have that stud recruiting class coming in. Uh, but then again, do you lose that recruiting class if you bolt? And then you leave Michigan State hanging? Or do you tell Ishbia, hey, I'm going to run with these guys because it could be a couple, if not three, one and dunners. It might be a year or two years, and then I'll become your president. You get settled in. Or if he knows now is the time to go, uh, he goes. I mean, because these opportunities aren't going to come along when your friend and a guy you played for is now the owner of one of the better NBA franchises in the Suns. I mean, I couldn't agree more. And when you never know, it's like broadcasting. You never know when opportunity is going to strike and you don't know if it's going to be two times down the road, three times down the road, or this is it. I mean, every coach who has success in college probably has another good recruiting class coming in, whether it's football or whatever. So it's a difficult decision one way or the other if you're going to leave because you feel bad about letting kids down. But you know what? It's the nature of the beast. And in my opinion, Ishbia, if he wants him, can make him an offer he cannot refuse because money's not going to be an issue. And to your point, it's basically a lifetime contract. If Tom wants a lifetime arrangement in that sense, he might not get it with the other NBA guys. And I agree that coaching in the NBA, that isn't necessarily the be-all, end-all. If you wanted to do it till you decided I'm going to be president, I suppose that could be on the table. But but clearly, uh, Tom's personality, I mean, we've been over this over and over and over for years and years and years. But being a president or running the entire operation, it's because he, he he's a businessman. He's not going to be involved as an owner with all that stuff day to day. That's not what those guys do. Even even though they could be, you know, I mean, on top of it as a fan and so on and so forth, as some of the NBA owners are. But in my sense, Bill, if he wanted, if he wants him, in my judgment, he could make him an offer he cannot refuse, even to the extent of just keep building on it, building on it, building on it, even if Tom initially said no, because it can just keep going up and up and up. And to your point, how many guys in pro sports could essentially get a lifetime guarantee, mm. You know, especially at Tom's age? Now, I don't know what Ishbia wants to do, and it may never come up, but it's a natural thought. It's a natural thought of those two. These guys have been friends forever. We have an interview with Ishbia on the night that he did recently about his relationship with Izzo. And when he did it, he says, you know, when I was on the end of the bench there, and ever since then, I was included in all the timeouts and all the practices, and he was close to me and stayed with me, and Mateen did, and of course he hired Mateen on United Wholesale Mortgage. I don't think Matt's ever forgot that. He's obviously very close to Michigan State, and people say, well, you know, would he take him away from Michigan State? That wouldn't even be a factor. Sooner or later, Tom's going to leave. Sooner or later, okay? Is he going to leave because he retires? Is he going to leave because because health issues might get in the way, or is he going to leave because it's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? And I would think that would clearly be something that any coach, whether it's him or anybody else in big-time college sports, would clearly have to consider, given the relationship that he would have with an owner of a major pro team. I think it's a natural thought. 
Tim Stout, Stout on Sports, weekday mornings, 10 a.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. You see him on TV in the Lansing State Journal. Huge show is tape-delayed weeknights at 6 p.m. on the game, 7.30 a.m. in Lansing. Timmy, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, enjoy the new year. We'll talk soon. Same to you, Bill. Love the show. Thanks for calling. Stay in touch. Yeah, love that guy, Tim Stout, checking in on the Meyer guest sign. And Meyer, proud to be longtime partners with Michigan State University Athletics. Everything huge, 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. It's that time of year again, and there's no better way for sports fans to celebrate the season than with BetMGM's 12 Days of Giveaways. Hi, this is Matt Shepard. Happy holidays. Opening your presents is easy. Just sign into your BetMGM account and unwrap a new giveaway every day between December 14th and December 25th. You'll find everything a better needs to enjoy the holidays, including deposit matches, free bets, and parlay boost tokens for all your favorite sports. Log on to your BetMGM account or sign up today for 12 days of giveaways from the king of sportsbooks. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older wager, Michigan only, new existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Van Andel Institute Purple Community is a grassroots fundraising network powered by the dedicated volunteers who support VAI's mission to improve human health now and in the future. When you raise funds through the Van Andel Institute Purple Community, 100% of the proceeds go directly to the Institute's research into diseases like cancer and Parkinson's, as well as VAI science education programs. Learn how you can get involved at purplecommunity.org. Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Drift into winter on a new snowmobile. Saturday, December 3rd, 10th, 17th, and 24th, one player every hour from 6 to 10 p.m. scores $500 in premium play. At 11 p.m., one lucky winner takes home a new Polaris Pro RMK slash snowmobile. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details. They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong. So how about grabbing a beer that's consistently smooth, consistently refreshing, and consistently light? You might just find that the road to success can be pretty enjoyable. Michelob Ultra, the perfect balance of taste and refreshment in only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. The Huge Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. Man, Harbaugh in Michigan... They're going crazy on the transfer portal. From the Wolverine.com, Michigan lands former Indiana QB Jack Tuttle from the portal. He'll be a backup in Ann Arbor. Also, Indiana tight end A.J. Barner. He's a good one. He also is on his way to Michigan. Hey, you start winning Big Ten championships. You're going to back-to-back college football playoffs. 
eventually it pays off with guys who want to win now. And with the other five names they've got, what a what a group coming in via the transfer portal. Speaking of Michigan, TCU and the Wolverines a week from Saturday, a little after four out in Arizona. Remember, you can watch that game, all the Lions games, Georgia, Ohio State, and more, and all the TVs at all the brands, Steakhouse and Grills in Michigan. You'll find one in Bay City, a brands in Caledonia just south of Grand Rapids, brands in Holland on James and U.S. 31, Johnny Brands in Granville, Johnny Brands on Leonard in downtown GR, and also Mike Brands in Cascade, just east of GR. Make plans to watch Wings, Pistons, Michigan, Michigan State Hoops, Lions, Wolverines, and the college football playoff, and more at your local brands. For the one close to you, go to brands.com and also order up your favorites for pickup or delivery. If you can't make it in to watch the game, just go to brands.com. Now, if you miss any interview on this show, any hour, any full broadcast, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts. Big. Bad. Huge.